Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show about the show, the show within the show, and it's only available on iTunes and the website as well, daoncbs.com. Search Permission Granted Podcast and you'll get a weekly podcast about the show. And um, Mraz joins me now. It has been brought to my attention just a few minutes ago that Pete the Body Bilotti, our technical engineer, our wheels of steel aficionado, is needing to get used to a DA idiosyncrasy. Yeah. Whew, boy, am I, I'm learning a lot about Pete in the first couple of weeks of the show. He's learning a lot about us. This is week four now. Week four. But yeah, Pete's obviously done a very solid job with us. Very in, good. Very good. Yeah, dependable. Not, dependable. And if he's ever made a mistake, he's owned up to it. Yep. But Pete, and this dates back to my days working at WFA, and he's a, he's a stickler. He has his own idiosyncrasies. And he needs everything to to run like a tight ship, much like you feel as a host. Yeah. You would think those two things combined, him feeling that way, you feeling that way, there would never be, uh, I don't want to call it turbulence on the ship, it's not really turbulence, but anything that makes anybody else anxious. However, yeah. there have been several times where behind the scenes on the show, you, unlike other hosts, and this is to your credit, pitch in as a helping hand. If there's something you want to do, whether it's a piece of sound or something that maybe we don't have or you're worried we won't have, and I'm in the middle of cutting something else, Pete's in the middle of making sure the brakes fire, you will go on your own to the newsroom and say, you know what, I need this here, and I can't, these guys got a lot going on, let me get this in myself, which helps the show. A lot of hosts won't do that. However, when doing that, you usually will tick it down to basically the last second upon entering the studio to rejoin. I'm snapping the ball at one second. You're snapping the ball at one second. (laughs) For Pete Bellotti, when he sees the break clock counting down and we're about, let's say, 30 seconds away from hitting our rejoinder music, he needs you in that seat. Yeah. And if you're not in that seat, instead of simply saying, hey, can we make sure DA's in here, it starts to become a frantic panic moment for Pete. Oh. So this happened a little bit yesterday on Monday's show. We were taping this on Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday's show had happened a couple times. As we did the Real Housewives of Boston segment, you were getting stuff prepared for that. Yeah. To the point where right before that segment, he started meltdown. Where's DA? We need DA right now. Sean, go get DA. And I'm trying to cut the epic fail, and I'm trying to tell my Pete, DA's not going to stand out there having a conversation for 20 minutes. You're aware you have to host the show. You will be back in there. But his heart and anxiety now has gotten to the point where you are scaring him to death. And rather than fix this problem and tell you to get in there, I'm going to encourage you to do it more because now it's giving me pure entertainment because I know it's going to be fine. So you're really getting a kick out of this. I am getting a kick. It's almost, it almost feels bad. It's almost like when you tease a dog and you keep saying the word cheese, <laughs> but you won't give it a piece of American cheese. It's like I'm teasing Bilotti now because I know from working with you so long you're going to be in there. But his heart can't take it. 
His heart thinks he's just going to bump back to silence for four minutes. Is that from his natural anxious persona, or is that because he's worked with hosts forever that didn't do anything like that over the course of commercials? I think it's just natural anxious persona. I, I think everything about him makes it anxious. He needs everything to be as smooth as possible, and if it does not become smooth as possible, Pete has a couple stages of grievance. The first stage of grievance is he's going to freak out and be frantic about it, for even if it's for two minutes. The next stage of grievance is he will be angry and curse underneath his breath while the segment's going on. <laughs> and the third segment will be, all right, let's just get it past us here. But it will take him a good 15 minutes each time. So if you do that a couple times in a show, that's we're building on 45 minutes of Pete going through stages of grievance. So if I'm late to the studio, so like today we did the Boston Celtics all bitching and complaining about Ray Allen not calling them when he left for the, the, right. the heat. and. There was a six-and-a-half-minute spot that ended up on social media going viral, and it was the best six-and-a-half minutes. Actually, it was the only six-and-a-half minutes that they did on KG's show. But it helps me to cut the audio myself because then I hear it specifically, and I know where to edit it, and I know right. what I'm tossing to and how I'm going to come out of it. So this was like a seven-part audio piece. So I had seven different parts. So I needed to listen to them and edit them myself, or I guess you guys could have done it, but I like doing that. So the final segment commercial break before we came back for that segment yeah I was I was probably 20 seconds late to getting back in my chair maybe 10 seconds yeah, but even so so I guess I, our music beds that we generally come back from break from are like 35 to 45 sometimes 50 seconds long yeah so I guess in this instance he must have had a short bed ready okay so I know he had to like reloop it a second time and he's throwing his hands up in the air at me like almost like he's getting angry at me yeah but I mean just everybody just relax. Like, the worst-case scenario is you loop the music three times before we get you in there. Right. Like, that's the worst-case scenario. It's as if he thought you had gone through the Holland Tunnel out to Newark, <laughs> and we are going to have to ship you back in there in the segment. Like, you were, you were five feet away. It's interesting, because last night I had a dream about missing the show. Really? Uh, no, actually, two nights ago, because I was upstate um, helping out my dad with some stuff, and uh, and I woke up. It was Sunday morning, and I and I had this panic dream that I th that it was a holiday, but I had not said I was going to be off, and so the panic was, oh my god, it's a Monday and it's a holiday, but I never told anybody at the station, oh, and so Memorial Day on your mind already? I guess so, and um, so I woke up, and I I don't know if you ever have those, but uh, that's been I I've had those type of like anxiety dreams probably since I was in high school, just worrying about missing the bus, missing school, missing a test, and then it became more pronounced in college. Well, really when I got into this um into this business because you can't miss a shift. You can't oversleep. Right. You can't um you can't come in late. Like a lot of people have that luxury of you get to come in three minutes late, five minutes late. Right. It's not a big deal. I'll just pick up my work where it has. The show will go on when the show goes on. You hit traffic and it's fifteen minutes late and we live on a clock of there is no waiting for you to be three minutes late. You have to be in that chair at that time. And so that just is always in the back of my mind. So I actually had that dream uh, two days ago, and it's pretty periodic. Um, so it's funny that that Pete gets all wound up. But the thing is now, once you're in the door, I mean, I'm going to be around. Yeah, you just play music until I just sit in that right. seat. So exactly. It's not that I'm not actually and, and you're the aware building. you're on the air. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like, you know, one of these hosts where we're at a local station where you could have various changes, whether it be like seven minutes of spots here or five minutes of spots. 
our breaks are pretty consistent. We know how long we have, yeah. and you have it down on a mental clock. That's why I don't freak out anymore. I Maybe in year one I would freak out about that. Now it just rolls off my back, but Pete is just, its he's a, he's a coach who wouldn't be able to handle a Super Bowl. <laughs> Just wouldn't be able to handle it. He's Andy Reid. He's Andy Reid. He would be, or he would be Donovan McNabb throwing up in the huddle. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He was throwing up in the DA show huddle today. <laughs> the webcast is starting to come along, and it's uh, it's because we got a couple of guys that are becoming very um, entrepreneurial. They're 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 pushing the envelope, which I love. Almost trying to one up each other by the day. It's great. I've noticed that. Each day I got something new coming at I me love, from one of them. I love the competitiveness. We got a quarterback competition. <laughs> yeah, we do. We definitely do, yes. Uh, Andrew Kaplan and Chris Venezia specifically should be credited uh, as they've seemed to have had the most shifts. We've had a couple other guys in there, but they every day are bringing something new to the table. Yeah, they're great. I'm not afraid to say I, I told the bosses they're the one they're one A and one B. I mean, they're equally as tremendous and talented and as ambitious, and then the rest of the guys are going to have to play catch-up. But what we have is that we have our radio staff, and then there's a, a producer every day that sits at what they call the TriCaster, which is a three-camera, three four-camera setup, and uh, has all the graphics and everything like that. And, you know, the web stream, I'm really proud of. I think it's awesome. I just think it's so cool to have the show in video form. And, you know, in the in the day and age of cord cutting and people watching less and less TV, we're watching more and more video on your phone. For sure. Or on demand. And that's exactly what this is. I mean, you can actually watch it on your phone live. WatchDA.com is mobile friendly. So it's so cool. And it looks like a TV show, which I just think is great. It's yes, not just like a... Cameras are so sharp. You would think it would look like kind of almost if it was being filmed in like a high school or something with like really old cameras. But no, it looks as if you were flipping on ESPN or CBS Sports Network. It's exactly the same it, as it would look there. Yes, it looks like it's on CBS Sports Network, which I just think is the coolest thing ever. But, you know, you, you need a good producer behind the scenes to put up the right graphics and uh, to, to put up the right pictures, the right video. and everything To anticipate like what we're going to yeah. do. Too. And we give a roadmap, but they, they have to do their part as well. And both Kaplan and Venezia are so good I mean, I I was I was so impressed when Venezia created the falafel raptor graphic. Right. We play. We, he was he was the producer of the day, the web producer of the day that you made that gaff, and like within minutes, he had a graphic of two raptor heads coming out of falafel balls. Right. Almost like they were hatching out of eggs, but yeah. they were hatching out of falafel. And it didn't say falafel raptor, which is great. You'd have to get the joke. Right. Know the joke, and I, that's just so smart and so good. And I was like. Chris, let's use this, use this as much as possible, do more of them. And that was great. And Kaplan's really good because he has, like, a director's eye, so he makes it, he knows, like, how to frame things and how to bring graphics in and out. So those guys do great. And then we love Hickey. Hickey's been on the wheels of steel with us before. Hickey's a a young guy that we're training well, and he's kind of stepped into the fray and has learned the, the ropes. So, like, those guys have been great. And I think every day the webcast gets even better. Yeah, it's amazing, too. So now we're in, I guess, week four? Is yeah. it week four already? We're yeah. going to be a month into the show? Week four, yeah. So it's week four already. Two yeah. shows into week four. Two, four. two shows into week four, which is outrageous. But, yeah, so every week, I would say every day, the the webcast gets better. Now every week it's getting better. So I can only imagine what this thing is looking like by July. I mean, we could be up for Emmys. Seriously? At this, <laughs> at this point. And, um... It was great because last week, this is a good story to tell on the, the PGP. When are you going to be out of here, 40? Yeah, I don't even know what time it is. It's 35. Yeah, okay, we got five minutes. Um, So last week, 
Benezia, who's totally ambitious, wanted to use video on the webcast. And so he was using the video from NHL.com of the Capitals and Penguins game. Uh, It was the game where Crosby got hit. And so he's using that video. Then he was using video of one of the NBA playoff games. And, uh, you know, we just assume, like, you're allowed to do it because this webcast has been going on for two and a half years without us with Kiki and Tierney. And we thought that everything was cleared. Well, it wasn't like we invented this webcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those guys come to me because I'm heavily involved, and I'm like, yeah, do it. Do it. Definitely do it. Definitely do it. And I kind of <laughs> don't know the rules. Well, then we get the the admonishment from the bosses afterwards, the email. Any video that is being played on the webcast needs to be gone through me. I need to know. You should come to this. Why didn't you come to me? And So I was just like, I, you and I had a, a meeting that day. We got called back, which, uh, and just to put myself in this position, my webcast producing aspect of this goes as far as this. It's limited. Limited. I'm <laughs> handing the webcast producer the show rundown after we discuss what we're going to do on the show so they know what's going on. Yeah. And after the show, the web producer comes to me with the three clips you have given them that they want to pull to put up on the Facebook page. Yeah. So essentially, basically my web involvement is slim to none. It's handing a sheet of paper to the guy and then waiting for it to be uploaded. Waiting for it to be <laughs> uploaded, essentially. So now after the show, when all this has gone on, I get the finger point back to this, the office with you, and I'm like, great. I Just know. great. This was guilt by association. But as we were walking back, I said, I'll take this. Yeah, Let me even take pounded this. on your chest, yeah. too. I said, I'll take this. But I want our web producers to push the envelope. I right. want us to try things. And uh, so we had that talk. It ended up being okay. We just had to get stuff cleared through legal for web purposes and clearance purposes. But... Um, which is why now you see the still shots instead of the video right now. We're still working through the details and trying to be safe rather than sorry. But uh, I, I went back to the newsroom, and uh, it was it was just a chaotic day. Somebody else got in trouble about something. Oh, I screwed something up because after the oh, – this is actually yeah. a good point. After our show ends and Jim Rome goes to go on the air, Jim Rome does his show not from our studio but from California. So all we need is the one computer where people lot of usually sits, and now it's Tom DeCelestino takes over Jim Rome to be working. My computer at the end of our show froze in the producer's chair. So I went to simply restart it like you would normally do at night when there's no engineers around, except I hit the wrong button and I restarted <laughs> the computer that Tom DeCelestino or Pipalotti would be using. And Jim Rome's show, or at least the top of the hour update, had no music firing and no sound could be played. So it was just basically radio silence for two <laughs> minutes. And it, it was just chaotic and I screwed that up. And that was there was no finger point. I, all I had to look at was go, okay, well, I made a mistake. So Tom DeCelestino, who works on the Rome show, uh, he goes to me, boy, some scene around here today. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it really was. Uh, we were just kind of going back and forth about all the, the chaos. And I was like, look, you can't give the DA show the web stream and not expect some problems. Okay? No, 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 there's no doubt. You can't hand us the reins to something and then not expect problems because we'll push the envelope. For sure. And I said, well, I said, uh, as a sports metaphor, we'll, we'll throw in a triple coverage a lot. We're Absolutely. We're going to push the tempo. We're just going to look to score. And he goes, you should make that a rejoin liner. You can't give the DH or the web stream and not expect some problems. <laughs> <laughs> Voice guy saying that. Oh, it's great. It was kind of perfect. So uh, what do you got coming up on Side B here? Uh, side B, I am going to talk to Pete Bilotti, said Bilotti. I have not actually taped this yet, so oh, I can't tell so you. you want to talk Talk to him about this. I'm about gonna I'm gonna anxious. bring up I'm gonna bring up the anxious yeah. uh, stuff. Also, <laughs> we've had a couple callers who did not go up on the air, but been several a couple of problems behind the scenes with calling in and people out he now has left because I guess he's never dealt with the way I deal with callers. So we're gonna discuss whether he likes the way I deal with callers or whether he hates it because I think I made him almost uncomfortable at times. Because you've thrown the gauntlet down. I've thrown the gauntlet down. Um, and I guess I'll just tease this by saying this: longtime caller will 
in Fort Worth, Will in Fresno. William, okay, William, as we know, yeah. he's been on and off with the girl for breaking up. He called on Tuesday's show. And I'm not really giving away anything here on Side okay. B. But essentially, the problem with Will is gives you really nothing. You know what I mean? Like, he'll he'll have a take, but it's not really strong. And you put him up because we like him. He's a good enough dude. He doesn't overextend his privileges. But he goes, I want to talk about the NBA. I go, okay, Will, what do you want to talk about the NBA? His response, it's been boring, man. I go, okay, you have any other take other than that? He just goes, no, nah, it's just been boring, man. So my response simply to him on the phone was, hot take, Will. And Bilotti <laughs> lost it. And Will hung up. He hung up. I guess he was embarrassed. And I think I made Bilotti uncomfortable with the way I handled that. But I'm just so used to these guys now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have our army of guys that have just called forever. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think I'd be more stricter with the phone screening. I mean, just... I mean, give me something. Give me some something to extend the conversation, not just a statement to hear yourself on the air. Well, and there's not a lot of room for fat now on the show. Right. You know, we don't have we don't have to water down the the soap anymore. So I'm weighing that whether it's do I do I want to take a call? Maybe this sparks other callers we're calling in, or do I want to put this up because it's really not going to do anything or extend the conversation any yeah. other way? So. I'm weighing being a lazy producer versus a good producer and being a mean producer all at once, and I don't think Bilotti likes it. Pete the Body Bilotti coming up on Side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP uh, what could be an eventful side B is we very frisky agitated. and agitated and ticked off Pete Bellotti. I am Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B. And we have breaking news on the Permission Granted podcast. If you listen to Wednesday's DA Show, you heard Pete Bellotti apparently is a possum murderer, ran over a possum with his car, what he believes to be a possum. Possum now. And we now have had Pete, after the show, go out to check out his car and see the actual damage because it was dark when he parked his car. And Pete, what do we have? We have a cracked bumper, well, part of a bumper, and which means that the whole front bumper will probably need to be repaired. Yeah, it's not like they can put stitches on the bumper like no. it's some kind of you know human skin. Right. So, okay, so now we really have to investigate this. You are convinced this is definitely a possum, right? This is right? definitely an animal because the thing was, n- the the object that I hit, which I believe was a possum, did not, did not, um, was not in the road when I was heading toward it. Okay, and so it, it popped it, out. It popped out. It lurked. It lurked. Do you think this was a suicidal possum? Yes, it was. Okay, so this, see, I actually find this kind of stuff interesting. So, Pete, you're driving along on, on this highway on Long Island. And out of the brush, you see eyes. I see, I see a body. A body. How big a body? It's like a, it was the like, body saw a body. It was like a like a fat body. Okay, so a fat body yeah. that obviously it wasn't was a, a human. It wasn't anything to do with a human or anything like that. It 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 wasn't. It could have been an object, but it didn't. It looked like it was moving. So I, I don't think it was an object. Okay, so Pete, you're humming along at how many miles per hour? About. 40, 40, about 40, 45. Okay, 40, mi- 40 to 45 miles an hour. Pete, the body Bilotti, humming along, when out of his eye he sees a big fat body of an animal and eyes, and suddenly you don't you only see it on the side and then you feel the bump, or you actually see a dark I see movement? It, I see it, and then I hit it. You see it, and then you hit it, and the sound is? Is, is a loud, like, a loud bang. Okay. It's like, it's like if, you're, if you're running over a piece of wood in the road. A no. big piece of wood in the road. Okay, so if you run over a big piece of wood. I actually think this is fascinating for you guys listening. This is Pete the Body Bilotti, uh telling us how he ran over a possum I with Moraz. shop. And 
So after this happens, do you pull to the side of the road at 4 a.m. Eastern this no, morning? No, I, I keep going. You keep going. It, it, I, and no lights come on in your car telling you low tire pressure, no, no nothing. No, I check for, I check to make sure, my rear view mirror, I check to make sure if there's something, you know, it that's in need of aid or something like that. But it didn't, I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything, and it's dark, to be fair, so yeah. who knows what you see. So now you get to work. This is obviously on your mind, I would imagine, the whole ride oh, the to whole work. Day. Well, because I first, I there was something, someone had alerted me that there was something hanging low from my bottom of my As car. you're driving, somebody tells I, you. As I was parking. Okay. And they told me that. And and um, so, so they told me that, so that was on my mind. I was like, what is it? Is it, is it part of the animal? Is it part of my car? Right. And it was part of my car. Went out there wow. with Eddie Scazzeri, and Eddie Scazzeri... It, um, Eddie Scazzeri from Boomer Carton? He told me, he, he told me that, yeah, sure, you can make damage like that by hitting a possum at about 45 miles an hour. Wow. And I love how you go to Eddie Scazzeri, who has hired us both back in the day at WFAN, as your rodent kill expert, because that guy's yes. driven through everything. I know. Yeah, and, and he, I just, he is the sanity of the, of the whole building, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I needed some sanity at that point because I was about to go crazy when I saw that that if he wasn't there I was I would have went nuts. Okay, so now you've gone, you checked out your car. It's clearly a cracked bumper. You need to replace your bumper. Obviously, you're ticked off about this. You very okay. But now, um, but like, are I'm, you ticked I'm, off at the animal? Or are you ticked off at yourself? At the animal, I'm both. I mean, but I'm numb to all of it now. Like I, I'm still uh, in the shocked phase of it. Okay. So. And the, the ironic part about this whole thing. And for those of you who have followed maybe the CBS Sports Radio changes, and I'm assuming you followed at least somewhat because you're aware of the DA show moving time slots, when this whole thing happened with Doug Gottlieb leaving to go to Fox and DA moving to 9 to noon Eastern and Tiki and Tierney moving to afternoons, there was staff shuffling that happened as well, where I have now moved to continue producing DA and Mike Samter's producing Tiki Tierney still and Adam Klug moved to night and there was... All sorts of shuffling. Uh, Joe D'Aloisio left. Stu Kovacs takes his spot. If you know any of these names, these are all behind-the-scenes names. But anyway, the end game is somewhere along the line, some people had to pick up more work than they're used to. One of those people being Pete the Body Bilotti. Me. So Jim Rome does his show from California, while the rest of our shows, for the most part, are done from our New York City studios, where we are broadcasting from right now on this podcast. To do that, if you hear any of the sound on the Jim Rome show... A lot of that sound obviously comes from what we've gathered in New York. So to get it to Los Angeles for his people to use, somebody has to put together what's called a Rome cut sheet, which is take all the highlights or actualities and sounds and I guess submit them on some kind of website that they could download and send an email and basically transcribe word for word the calls or whatever, which is really basically is this. It's the biggest pain in the neck job at CBS Sports oh, Radio. Definitely. And we used to have somebody that did it and through all the changes. Now we don't. So now this has fallen on you, Pete. Where instead of, first of all, you already work on two shows. You work on Gio and Jones and you work on the DA show and you do a great job running the wheels of steel for both. However, now you need to come in even an hour earlier instead of getting here at 5 a.m., get here at 4 a.m. Eastern time to handle this. So essentially, because of all the changes at CBS Sports Radio, the butterfly effect is now your bumper's broken. Correct? Uh, you could say that, yes. Because you, chances are at 5 a.m. I'm on the train. Okay, you're on the train. So you're not even on the road. I'm on. I'm, I'm on. I'm on a train at four o'clock to come in for five. Okay, so that's the difference. So by coming an hour earlier, now you've become a driver rather than a, a railroad commuter. Right. And now your bumper is broken with a so new car. Essentially, you could blame Doug Gottlieb for leaving. Uh, yeah. So if Doug Gottlieb doesn't go to yeah. Fox, your bumper's not broken that's right. right now. Doug Gottlieb's not back out in California. Um, I would have a nice new car 
still, and I would be walk, driving home. Okay, so I just— 3,000 miles on the car, Marash. That's it? 3,000 miles. New? Yes. Oh, so maybe Mazda will take care of it for you. Well, we'll see. I would think, right? We're going to give him a call. I would talk to him, because yeah. otherwise it's a bad job by them. It's 3,000 miles, things happen. Right. You know? Uh, real quick before I let you go, yes. to wrap up this, this is something we discussed yesterday on the show. <laughs> uh, we have had callers call. Obviously, we encourage you guys to call the DA show, 855-2124-CBS, <laughs> 855-2124-227. Pete, you witnessed me on the phone with one William <laughs> in Fort Worth, uh, a.k.a. formerly William and Fresno, who's called the DA show a bunch. And you saw me talking to him on a phone and trying to get him on the air. And you lost it and started cracking up out loud in the control room, which led to William hanging up. And we don't know if William heard that laughter. Maybe he didn't scared hear off. the laugh. It was so low. It was so low. But the yeah, point is, Pete, do you have an issue with the way I screen some of these calls? No, well, so, so sometimes, sometimes it's just very – I can understand how taxing it could be on a person. Right. When, when you're trying to get the person screened and get him up and get to, get to his point – and right. Well, well. here's the thing, Pete. And let me just, because I guess I got to fulfill, uh, let people know exactly what I said. William calls, and William's called for a long time, and he's, he's a good enough caller. But generally speaking in sports radio, a good phone caller has a point that they think is interesting or that will further a conversation. There, I think there are two kinds of, of sports radio callers. There are those people, and there are plenty of them, and it keeps it keeps for good radio because it keeps the conversation going and, and bring up points. And there's some topics where maybe there's nothing more to add to it, but you, know, you still take calls, to, you know, sensitive issues and stuff like that. The other type of sports radio caller, and I think William is this caller, is they call just so they could hear themselves on the radio or tell people, hey, I was on the DA show today. And that's my point with William. William calls up and wants to make a point about the NBA playoffs. Tells me, hey, Mraz, I want to talk NBA playoffs. And you can overhear me saying, okay, William, the follow-up question to that, Pete, would be what? What do you want to say about the NBA right. playoffs? So I can let DA know this is the point you're going to bring up. But he says everything. Okay. DA's whole my, uh, cold open was the NBA playoffs are boring. William's comment to me, NBA playoffs are boring, man. They're just boring. Okay, well, DA has said that. So <laughs> well, what do you, you have bringing? a point as to why they are boring? What Some, do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? And you hear me basically tell, well, okay, and what's making them boring? And at this point, you burst out laughing because you could tell I've had it now. Yeah, you, because you it, head it, down. Pete, you've worked at sports radio enough. I can't, I can't take it anymore. Sometimes with call. it's, it's callers, callers are the best and worst thing about sports you, radio. You get a streak of uh, callers that can can really rattle your insides. Right. Uh, there's a Hurricane Jen in Albany is a famous call that used to do this to me. And I feel bad because most of them are really genuinely good people. Well, they're all generally good people. They're all. Yeah. And obviously, they're a big part of our listenership, and I love when people call. It's just, please think of, like, if you're going to call, call with, like, a, in, even a if plan. Think, right, a plan. A plan. Because your point may be stupid, right? right? But even everybody thinks their point is the best point in the world. But if you have a plan, at least I'll give you credit. We may rag on you, maybe come the epic fail, or you could be, make the most awesome point that you maybe you didn't think was as good a point. And I encourage everybody to call. However, don't call to tell me just to regurgitate what DA said just so you could get on the radio. Right. And that's what William was looking to do, that's and true. that's what I can't take. That's Pete. true. All right? So I can't either. I'm going to leave you here because I know you have to go finish out your car, so we'll cut side B here. Pete, give you a Twitter plug. That's right, CBS PDB. CBS PDB. He's going to need to read tweets while he's at the Mazda dealership figuring out his bumper. Uh, you can follow, follow me on Twitter at MirazCBS. Uh, and have a furry grill car day. How about that? Enjoy, Pete.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.